0: The Bay Area has long been known for its intellectual and cultural scene in bars and coffee houses. Back in the 1950s, during the poetry renaissance, for instance, you could walk into just about any cafe and hear someone reading from their latest work. More than 50 years later, it's not just poets that draw crowds, now scientists are hip. They're stepping out of their labs and into cafes where enthusiastic crowds are captivated by lectures on black holes, string theory, or the aesthetics of rectangles. Um,
1: The golden rectangle is the rectangle whose proportions, width divided by height, is supposed to be this thing called the golden ratio.
0: Recently on assignment for Quest Radio, I visited an event called Ask a Scientist at the Canvas Cafe in San Francisco to hear Stanford mathematician Keith Devlin talk about the world's most fascinating numbers. I have to admit, I've had a lifelong fear of math. Just hearing the term pi Makes me break out in a sweat, but maybe this will be different.
1: Uh, anyone who's been through algebra will realize that the quadratic has two solutions, but one of them is negative, and that wouldn't work here. So the other
0: one. Is Call it geek quarters. chic. Hard science is in. Science cafes got their start in Europe nearly 10 years ago. The cafe C and T Fique is now a worldwide network of science salons with events from Tokyo to Silicon Valley. Here in San Francisco, Ask a Scientist is the brainchild of Juliana Gallant.
1: TV show Numbers, and he's the author of maybe 25 books now? What's the... To me, personally, the topics that are most interesting are just the, the weird stuff, like like stem cell research or um, little tiny hominid skeletons found, you know, wherever that was in Java, where you read it and you just go, what, did Th- this happen? Or, or someone's actually doing this, and I, I just have to know more.
0: So four years ago, Galen started big with her first event on the origins of the universe. It was a hit, and since then her scientists have been playing to packed crowds. So how do these
1: cafes work? Uh, they start at 7, people show up, they get a drink, a bite to eat, and they sit down and listen to a science lecture, and they have the opportunity to raise their hands and ask questions, and sometimes it turns into a real discussion. Um, and there's no test afterwards? There's absolutely no test. You don't have to ask a question, but you can if you have one.
0: Is the Fibonacci number a transcendental number?
1: It can't be, since we've got it as the solution of an equation. And a transcendental number is a number that's not the solution of an equation,
0: a polynomial equation. Wow. These science cafe people really seem to be into the math.
1: Between the fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio, uh, I've done the proof of that. Is there a proof
0: do you think math or other hard sciences could be more accessible in these kinds of cafe environments than a math class
1: mathematics as it's done by professional mathematicians is almost never done in an office or in a classroom Uh, if i was going to equip a room in which great mathematics would be done i'd fill it with old sofas where it doesn't matter if people put their feet on them
0: okay cozy cafe congenial crowd if I'm going to get over my math phobia, maybe this is where it will happen. I thought things were going pretty well, so well
1: until... So the other one is 0. 0.618, that's x, and our ratio is 1 over x, that's which is 1.618. our ratio is 1 over x, which
0: is 1.618. Suddenly, I was back in eighth grade algebra, alone and confused in a classroom full of people who get math. Don't get me wrong, I'm still drawn to the idea of learning about science breakthroughs in a casual setting. But next time, maybe I'll stay away from the map and go for something more practical, like the biomedical uses of sea urchins.